Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, rolling into what feels like a big, big sports weekend. There's no question because exactly 24 hours from now, the University of Memphis football team will be kicking off against SMU in a very, very important opportunity for Ryan Silverfield and the Tigers. I'm excited about that game. I'm very excited about this opportunity for Memphis football tomorrow. 11 a.m. kickoff. That game will be on ESPN, too. But I tell you, get on down to the sim. Fill up the sim. Still haven't come up with a good slogan yet, something that rhymes there. Uh, but the vibes are there. The energy's there. And hopefully it's going to be a great day for football tomorrow out at Simmons Bank. Congrats to Memphis men's soccer. Got their first NCAA tournament match win in school history yesterday. Uh, beat Brad's SIUE team. I don't know why I'm calling them Brad's. Uh, they had been undefeated. That CU? I don't know how you pronounce SIUE. It really doesn't matter. SIU at this point. Edwardsville, yeah. yeah They're yeah. actually good at soccer, so that's a big they win. They were for undefeated the coming yeah. into the game and very mad about having to uh, yeah. go on the Why road on in the, the road? first round yeah. tournament game. Memphis gave them that L 2 1, and they're advancing now. Going to be taking on North Carolina. Looks like a Chapel Hill. Uh, are we becoming a soccer town? Because Memphis women's soccer at 3 p.m. today. They're in a second round. John is grinning, so that means he agrees. They're in a second round matchup today against Notre Dame. That will kick off on the pitch at 3 p.m. Just soccer going on everywhere. Let's Memphis go. soccer town. Keep up. Yeah. Shout out Memphis soccer. Both men's and women's advancing in the NCAA tournament. And then, of course, Tigers basketball tonight. Got an old friend in town. His name? Tony Madlock. Bringing Alabama State up in here. It's family. It'll be family tonight. Although Tigers very heavily favored. Looks like it'll be a uh, beatdown if you're judging from a line that is right now 30 and a half. Tigers favored to win over Tony Madlock, Alabama State. John, are you ready for a big sports weekend? Dude, I, that's it. That's the end of the show. You, no, I mean, you covered no, it all, bro. No, I didn't because there's a lot more. Oh. There's a lot more I'm feeling a little bit salty about last night's game. Gotcha. For those of us that were on the Bengals and the points, right. we were cheated. And that was in oh. our over and under segment. Yesterday, I'm serious. I feel sorry for all serious betters last night that had Cincy. Because them folks. They're in trouble for this, right? They're being investigated. Joe Burrow was already hurt. He was already hurt. And it would have changed my pick. It would have changed my pick yesterday. We spoke it out of that Joe Burrow. Odell cost me a Zay Flowers touchdown. I'll never forgive him. And what was uh, his best game as a Raven, I suppose, Odell Beckham Jr. He looked pretty good last night. Hey, uh, Jason. How you feeling? We smoking out that Joe Burrow. That's how I feel about it. That's what Baltimore's saying today. <laughs> Some of y'all need to get your head out of your ass. You obviously didn't put real money on Cincinnati because you would really be mad. You wouldn't be play play right now. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was. Uh, that's they, that's real. Yeah, they no. mess with integrity of the game stuff. No, I look. Here's the reality: if you have an injury, okay, 
it's your responsibility to disclose that. That is the truth. It's a there, rule. There are real dollars won and lost uh, on these games. It's just the reality of the situation. Um, there is no sport. There is no sport. You didn't get on all this that planet gas out of you. Okay, no sport on this planet that you can bet more on than the NFL. You, you want you, like if if. If if an hour before the game you say you know what I want to go put two hundred thousand dollars on Cincinnati, well you're crazy, but you can do it. There, there, you can. There do are it. there, there are places that will take it. it. There were there are there are places out here that will take it. Well, that's crazy. Uh, and so yes, uh, the fact that you know there's a, a a major part of that you know uh, equation that is clearly injured and it was not disclosed. I think is a uh, is a definite, um, you know, it's it's definitely a, I think a blow to, as you mentioned, the integrity uh, and the up and up here, um, because I mean I, I I don't know when it ha- I mean he was hurt before, but he looks fine at least uh, for the first you know, uh, like they did go up ten seven did they not? So it's like I don't know if it got reaggravated or what, but um, you know it clearly because uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it looked to me like after Andrews got hurt. As much as they leaned on him on that first drive, yep. that the Bengals were in position to win that game. Oh yeah. Then they go up, they go up, they get, they come back, uh, they get the field goal, then they score the touchdown, ten seven, and then it's you know Jake Browning, uh, and I, you know that that at, at that point it is what it is. But you know it was uh, yet another pretty abysmal showing for Thursday night football. You have this like oh finally we get one, and it's just you know it ends up being Mark Andrews gets That's hurt. It. Yeah, it could be costly, real costly win for Baltimore losing Mark Andrews for the season. It looks like. Oh, is that so? Yes. Oh my! Harbaugh said that. I missed that. Yeah, and it's the the type of tackle, the way he was brought yes. down, yes. the weight drop, the hip drop. They, uh, they're they're folks in the league. Obviously, Baltimore is going crazy about it today. That want that that kind of tackle outlawed, where you drop your weight down to bring a guy down, and you you know you you threaten his ankles and everything else when you, that type of tackle too is being discussed today. And, whether it should be outlawed, man, that's brutal. That is absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're hurt. You know, they got the win, but Mark Andrews. I mean, that's number one option. So Zay Flowers and Beckham looked good last night. Zay's been a revelation as a rookie, but Andrews is his number one. I mean, that's his go-to. So you were you were talking about really affecting that offense for the rest of the season, not having Mark Andrews. Uh, no, you're exactly right. And your fantasy year is done. You already knew that. Though. Bro, I ain't worried about that. I know you, you checked out. Like, uh, bro, I'm on. I'm on to the next. Okay. I mean, y'all want to focus on the past, y'all yeah. on this little money, man. I'm focused on the next. That's yeah, what you Bennett, checked out. That's what Bennett would do. Remember when when Bennett was still with us, uh, he would uh, he would always say when we try to you know put put the mirror in his face about his lackluster performance, he'd say, "This is my little money league. This is what." <laughs> that's what you're doing right now. Yep. Def- <laughs> deflecting. This is my little money league. Um, yeah. Look, show today. Uh, Anthony Sane, eleven twenty-five. Talked to him about the Grizzlies. Talked to him about, uh, I guess, this new Andre 3000 album. He's playing the flute. He bar- He I clearly inspired him, bro. I clearly, uh, you know what I'm saying, was the uh, reason for the season. Because a lot of people don't know. But uh, I was the originator of the relative recorder. But I was playing. I was playing that thing, bro. It was it was uh, a, a sight to behold if you had a chance. It was like a, a real, I would say, symphony. When I was on that thing. It feels like you were already on the flight to Aruba. Oh. Okay. Talking about you and the recorder and inspiring Andre 3000. Man, get back up in here. Dude, the best the Get best out your artist, head and get back here with me and The best artists take inspiration that from others. care about you. All right, well. Said he's done rapping, though. Well, I, I Now was, he's just playing instruments. I was going to I respect that. play a, uh, a Christmas carol for y'all, but you're ruining that opportunity. There, there's no When Jeff does it, it's cool when Jeff does it. Jeff Jeff brings the mighty sound of the south in here. Everybody's like, woohoo, look at Jeff. But when I want to play a song, everybody well, how come they weren't in here today? This is a big one tomorrow. Well, we cut, Jeff's checked out, too. I don't know where he's going, but he's checked out as well. Well, that's what it'll be if we lose tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. That is a Well, the season will be over at that point. Checked if out. If we're being honest. Uh, but Anthony Sands is going to be in here with us at 1125, talking to him about the Grizzlies. Uh, uh, what 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 else we got? What else we got? We got a uh, got we got soccer. We can turn to you know these Tiger basketball uh you know players. We could look pros. At, yeah. So uh, we just need something else to uh, uh you know divert our attention to. So we'll talk to Anthony Saint about all that uh at eleven twenty five. Then around one twenty five, Tony Madlock's going to hey. join us. That's right, former Tiger, Alabama State coach, going to join us. Uh, and we'll, Melrose Golden Wildcat as well. That's right. We'll talk to him about the uh, game tonight. 
uh, Jason will tr- attempt to convince him to, uh, you know, uh, throw the game gracefully. Remember, this is a lay this down. Is a, this is an AP top twenty-five spot that's on yes. the line here. You don't mess this up. Remember, Villanova's going to be coming out. Yes, maybe Illinois. I think Illinois will probably drop down 24-25, lose it, lose it home to a number four ranked Marquette team. I just think there's I don't a think lot they're, of they're not coming out. But what might happen is the Tigers could jump them in. I could see the Tigers being like 24-23. Uh, you take care of business against Alabama State tonight. Don't mess it up, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a little hypocritical, a lot of hypocrisy on your part. Here you are, you know. Lamenting. I'm not messing with the integrity of the game. Oh, no, you're like, asking like to lay did. down. You're no, I didn't. I said don't. Shave. Yeah. yeah, just know, just know what's on the line tonight. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You sound like a mob boss. Just know that what what happens if you do this type, you know, there are going to be a lot of people upset with you. That's 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 intimidation. No, the money to be made was if we could get Stansberry to take to get old Slick Rick to take the fall. Mm-hmm. No, we we just that didn't. there's the, you take the you take the heavy right. You 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 bet. There you go. Take him. Get slick to buy into this. 30, stop, let's stop messing with the integrity of the game. Thirty and a half is the uh, is the is yeah. The I number. mentioned that. If you don't win that, God help you. Know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to cover, but thirty and a half would be as as bad as it gets uh, in in college basketball. So anyway, uh, that's the show today. Looking forward to it as always. Yeah, Ravens get the win last night on Thursday night football. Um, Lamar even was banged up. There's a couple of drives there where you were worried about Lamar going out. Mm-hmm. So it just really got off the, the tent. It got off the rails really, really quickly. Um, and again, that we sort of all anticipated and looked forward to is oh, finally we get a good one on Thursday night. It ended up being not good. It did go over. Finally, we got a little. I mean, for for the love of God, it went over. But it was not a uh, it was not a star studded affair as we had hoped. Do we have an update on Joe Burrow? Mm-mm. Not that I know of. That's they're, I mean, they're going to be concerning. very quiet right now because they're being investigated. He couldn't grip. He couldn't grip a I'm, football. I'm sure what they'll say is that he the injury occurred in the game. I mean, right. that's the only defense that they have. Uh, but the issue for them is that the result there is camera footage of right. a brace on his hand already coming into the stadium, uh, and he was not on the injury report. Yep, yep. That is definitely um, so. My ima- the I imagine it's going to be quiet for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, being investigated. I, clearly he is hurt. I mean, seriously. Cause he can't he grip the ball. There's a good chance there's a there's a break in there. Right. Or, you know, a, a, a severe strain. Yep. Justin Fields just dealing with a, mm-hmm. you know, what is it, thumb or whatever it was. Yep. When he can't grip the ball, very well could be that thumb. Yeah, and we know sort of, you know, that's been the story of. You know, My guess, though, is, is he had to have re-aggravated because, like you said, yep. early on he's throwing the ball. He's, yeah, he looked great. And you didn't think there were any issues. He looked great. And you, and you saw the moment, right? You saw the moment when. He started gripping. He started holding his hand, you know, oh, yeah. there, and, and and so no one had hit it, right? When he first started, yep. grimacing. No yep. one had hit it on that yep. play. Yep. But so that 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 to me looks like a pretty devastating injury. I mean, when you couldn't come back in a divisional game when that team already beat you one time. I mean, that decided the division last night, for all intents and purposes. Because uh, now, the, I mean, the, you didn't beat them. You didn't beat the Ravens. So even if you finish with the same record, which you're not going to do. Uh, you lose a tiebreaker. So that was, if, if you couldn't come back in a game that was close and a game that you had to have to potentially win your division, that to me obviously suggests that it is a very serious, multi-week, potentially season-ending injury. Um, on the other side, you had the Baltimore Ravens, who obviously looked dominant and did what they do, running the ball well, Lamar making the throws when he has to. Um, they, though, lost their best player on offense, or at least one of their best players on offense, and a guy they certainly lean on and rely on in Mark Andrews. And I am of the mind, just watching that game, that had Joe Burrow not left, they would have won. Cincinnati would have won that game last night. I believe that. Um, obviously, when you put Jake Browning out there, who has like you know very limited NFL experience, especially in, the, in these kind of situations, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like what it looked like. Um, but in terms of like, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to kind of downgrade, I think, both teams out of this one. Cincinnati out of it if Burrow's obviously not healthy. And then, you know, I mean, Isaiah likely is not a bad backup um, at tight end. So maybe they can, like, you know, figure out a way in the next few weeks to integrate him in the same way. But you can tell that that that, that Ravens offense is very much different without Mark Andrews. So I downgrade them as well as in, in terms of I mean, it was a great win, but unfortunately I sort of come out of it saying your ceiling's a lot lower than it was going into it. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's lower. I, I would agree with you. I would downgrade them slightly. I mean, they have they still have the number one, uh, I believe, scoring defense in the NFL. Um, and because you've got guys like Zay Flowers, and now it looks like a uh, very healthy legged Odell Beckham Jr. Although looked like he aggravated a shoulder injury in that game. Um, you have other weapons. You, you know what I'm saying? They've they've sort of evolved a little bit where it's not just all Mark Andrews. That said, uh, yeah. You know, as far as this team and they have Super Bowl expectations and and hopes, I do think it takes you down a little bit of peg because uh, Mark Andrews has been his go-to for years. And so you're just talking about safety valve. You're talking about that feeling of comfortability when things are breaking down that you're taking away for an entire season. It's not going to be the same with whoever you replace him with, uh, likely including. So, um, no, I downgrade him a little bit, maybe not as much as, as, as far down as you. I mean, I still think they can make a run out of this AFC North, but – no, that's a, that's a, that's a blow for them. You're you're not you're not coming away feeling great today, even after a, a big divisional win and maybe putting Cincinnati to bed. Yep. So it'd usually be a day for celebration for Baltimore, but I bet they ain't celebrating a bit. I, I agree totally. I mean, you're going to get that division probably because you kind of lucked up. You got Cleveland. You lost to Sean. Uh, and it, Pittsburgh's been outgained in every game. Exactly. At some point, that's gonna, the, yes, it's going to come back down to earth. But it, it was can't keep winning like that. It it was a win that it, it, there was a heavy heavy price to pay. You know, for Baltimore, there's no question about it. You got Lamar, you got the running game, so that that's Run that's game a lot. Good, they got three, four dudes right now. Yeah, the heck out of boss. Thought they they stopped going to <clears throat> Gus Edwards too soon. Yes, but uh, it definitely came with a cost. All right, we're going to come back. Anthony Sane's going to join us. We'll talk to him about these myths. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Grizzlies. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Make sure you're checking it out. Private Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist and founder of Asylum Media Group, which is out here put in work. Father of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect Gabriel Sane. You could follow him on X at Sane Asylum. Uh, he's just told me off air that he will be joining me uh, tomorrow at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium for a big game. Memphis football taking on SMU tomorrow, 11 a.m. kickoff. Saying going to be in the building for the city's team. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I'm going to be there. I had Second my tic- game for you, Yeah, right? I had my tickets for a while, too, man. I had my tickets for at least two weeks, I think. So you've been hoping to get to this point and hoping that the Tigers stay on a winning streak so that we yeah. can get this big opportunity for a while now. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a big game tomorrow. I'm going to be in the building. Depending we, on the vibrations where they take me, man, I might have a total change of heart. Will you be there tailgating? My father's interested in getting out there early. I think they're going to have the breakfast trucks out there with them. No, nah, man, I don't eat no more dead food, man. Shout out to Andre 3000, man. Dead food? No. My food got to be alive, bro. Have some electricity to it, electrolytes. 
Lissandre. Yes. Listen to 3,000 one time, man. It'll change your whole vibe. No, I can tell we're going to have to talk about Andre 3,000 Day because it's all you've been posting about. You mm. you have checked out on Grizzlies right now. They still got, what, 14 more without job, whatever it is. Yeah, man. You, you, the number one story, the A story for you right now is Andre 3,000's transition. I'm at peace, man. I, the Grizzlies going to do what they do at this point, man. Former Outcast member is now playing the flute. <laughs> uh, for those of that don't know what, what the hell we're talking about with Andre 3,000. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have time for Grizzly stuff, man. I'm, I'm just seeking peace right now. What did any? Did it get more peaceful when Marcus Smart get went down? No, nah, it got what? yeah, it got kind of stressful, man. Anxiety was peaking on that joint for sure. But uh, this it's really bad with the whole Marcus Smart thing um, because they were kind of trying to see. You were starting to see what it could possibly look like when Jaw's back. Not saying that Jacob Gillard is job, but you were taking In his Smart natural off the ball, spot where yeah, hope to be. and letting yeah. him kind of let, let his uh, you know hair down on defense, and then he go, he gets hurt or whatever against the Lakers. Just a total. Nightmare, nightmare game against the Lakers. The Grizzlies fan base started imploded, so imploding on each other. Civil War started breaking out. So it was just a horrible game by the Lakers for them to just beat us the way they did, and then they turned around and got smacked by the Kings the next day. So it's kind of a real deflating loss. Plus you got two injuries to Marcus Martin and Luke Kennard all in the same game, whatever. Do you remember when we were in Urban Air that Sunday mm-hmm. for Gabe's birthday party? Right. And we just so happened Ross Wooden was in there by coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about this and last We had part. just yeah. gotten the Stephen Adams news. Yeah. And we all looked at each other, and that man said, blow. It yeah. just feels like it's been one blow yeah. after another they, they can't, for these guys all season long. They can't get the roster as is to stabilize. Not, I'm not talking about with Adams and Clark. Right, I mean, right, I'm kind of right. t- tired of fans talking about Adams and Clark, too, because we ain't seen them dudes in what would be two years probably by the time we see them again. But – the the roster as is can't even stabilize. You know what I mean? We had Tillman in and out, Kennard in and out, Santi just got back. You, you're losing Smart for what's probably going to at least be a few weeks. You know what I mean? So it's all it's all just tough, man. And our wings have just been terrible. Like every one of them have been bad. And 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 Roddy's probably been the best. But what is that even saying? You know what I mean? It's not like he's been like good or whatever. It's just he's better than Zaire and and, and um. Jake LaRavie, who's giving you nothing. So it's 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 real deflating. Uh, a lot of things about this season have been real, real deflating, of course. And uh, like I've been talking about everywhere who's handed me a mic, um, a lot of fans are talking like, well, at least we'll get a good draft pick. Like, that's not happening either, man. <laughs> like, we're going to be, when Ja gets back, mm-hmm. if you're going to be, it's going to be two reactions. You're going to be like super entertained because what would be a fun run seeing this team go hard as hell to whatever that reality is whether it's making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, or you're going to be frustrated because they're going to be too good to actually get a good draft pick out of being right. as bad as they are right now. So one of those two things is going to happen. You're going to be fine and seeing them you know, make a run to be good, or you're going to be frustrated that they're too good to actually get like a major significant piece. You, you're, and if you miss the playoffs, you're going to get a lottery pick, but it's much more of a crap shooting if you're picking at the top of the draft. But I just, I just uh, hope people aren't thinking this is a team that's going to have like a top – three to four pick in the draft unless, you know, you're trusting uh, ping-pong balls to hit or whatever. But, yeah, it's going to be – yeah, this it's that that second season when Ja comes back, we'll have to see what things look like. Dang, we're already on the second season. What are you supposed to do? I mean, is, is there no well, possibility that Ja comes back and he can he can drag them in the play That's what I'm saying. No, he's saying one of those two things is going to happen. You're calling that. Not next year. I thought you meant now. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Fans are going to be either happy because that that's going to be entertaining, whether they make it or they don't make it. Seeing them go like, you know, you know, ears pinned back to see what happens. That's going to be either be fun to you or you're going to be frustrated like, damn, like we keep going up in the standings. Right. We're not, we're just, we're not going to get a good draft pick. So that one of those two things is going to happen. Because to his point, I mean, I don't, I don't imagine he's going to play every game, but I imagine Josh's going to want to play every yeah, game. Yeah, Josh's going to try to, try to, to go this crazy. Back yeah, he's going to feel like it's crazy. on him, yeah. I would imagine. Because he probably feels like, yeah. You, these dudes are young. You can't tell them. They don't care about math. If, if the Grizzlies don't win another game out of this 25 and they're 2 and 23, Josh's like, well, how many games y'all think we need to win to go to the playoffs? 43. Okay, let's go win. Let's go. Win forty-one out of fifty-seven. Like you can't tell me he's not going to do that. Like he's, that's going to be his mentality. So, and when him, John, and Jaron get to get him, Jaron and Bain get together, those three guys are. It's gonna it's gonna raise the 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 floor of who this team is tremendously when you're adding John Moran to the. Base. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna be honest with you. I need him back out there because, uh, this whole you see what Tyrese Halliburton is doing. You see what Shea, Shea Gibbs mm-hmm. Alexander. You know what they're all doing. I, I'm tired of. I, I so I can have uh 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 you know uh. 
be able to fight these folks off, man. These folks that are making this case that mm-hmm. they'd rather have Halliburton right now right. than John Morant. If you look at Halliburton's numbers this yeah, season, they're fantastic. He's and I don't know that John Morant will ever team. be able to shoot like Halliburton. Yeah. And he's on the floor, and they're a good team. Yeah, you know that, I, we, that for that reason alone, it feels like we need John back out there just as a reminder to right. folks that no, uh, he's one of the top. You know, point guards, yeah. one of the top faces of the league. And I think when, when Ja gets here, it's going to open things up a lot more because teams are flat out saying, all right, we're going to treat – we're going to guard Desmond Bain like he's a megastar. Yeah, especially – and, he, and he's not did. a megastar, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of unfair now because it's like, all right, man, now, now teams are like, all right, Desmond Bain. We're, they're treating Desmond Bain like he's – The 1A. Exactly. And and he's not really uh, equipped to really respond to that type of defense they're throwing at him. So uh, when Ja gets back – It'll unlock his game a lot more, unlike Jaron a lot more. Uh, like I said, it's, I'm not predicting whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. I think it's possible they can make the playoffs. I think it, it, when they depends on what they do the rest of these 25 games, yeah. and uh, depends on what they do at the because a lot of people aren't really talking about the reality of the Grizzlies are probably going to make some type of trade Got this you. year, even if it's a trade that you make this season to set you up for next year. Yes, they're probably going to do something. Like they're not just going to. You know, wave Kenneth Lofton and bring Ja back. Like I don't think that's that can't be what they're doing. Like there's there's no way, mm-hmm. for the sake of the the morale, man. You got to do some type of moves around the edges to get more guys on the court that can play. Like I tell people all the time, I totally understand why you move off of guys like Kyle Anderson, guys like Anthony Melton. Why you move off of Tyus Jones? Why you let Dylan go? I totally understand all that. I don't argue with them with anything that had to do with it. But they didn't have a sound plan to replace those guys. And then you didn't realize early enough, okay, these guys are not plug-and-play guys. Right. And, and, and those type of guys look different when you're trying to, when you're on the come-up. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually trying to win, guys like LaRavia, uh, Zaire, Roddy, they look horrible when you're actually trying to win basketball games and you're still talking about you know sending guys down to the G League to get run and all this type of stuff. When, you act, when you're shorthanded and you're, <laughs> you're talking about sending play. guys down there to get run, like that's a super frustrating thing to do. So that's that's my main criticism of this front office. It's not because everybody you should understand the financial part of why you have to let certain guys go. Right. But with that being said, they haven't done a, a good job of that's absolutely placing true. those guys. And like I said, I think last week we talked about this. The fact that they have not used the mid level exception one, not one time during this whole thing. Like that's like that's not there's something there are certain things that the Grizzlies have done that have kind of been zigging while other people are zagging or tra- trying to find a new way to win. Did I commend them all? But there are some things in the NBA, man, you just have to do. Like, it, there's, you can't skip certain steps in the league. You can't go out there and draft a championship team. You, you can draft your core, but you're not going to draft every player on your roster. We understand that those are cheap contracts that, are, that you can extend out where you're getting hot maximum value out of guys, but you cannot build a 10-man can't rotation. Take the next step up. Yeah, because those, those, you're going to start – you're going to get misses, first right. of all. Then those guys are just going to be too young for these guys who are ready to win. Uh, the Grizzlies did a poor job of uh, kind of turning assets into actual guys that can play. In that in that offseason when you traded DeAnthony Melton, maybe you should have traded DeAnthony Melton for another guy that could play basketball and not for a draft pick at the bottom of the first round. Or you know that's that may not have been the best. Well, clearly it wasn't the best strategy. Right. But now you're in a point now where you if you wanted to improve your roster, you're going to have to leverage your future a little bit mm-hmm. and move off of first round picks, add it to these guys who can't play. To try to turn him into a guy that can play, <laughs> like that's that's kind of what you got to do, man. You got to take maybe a Brandon Clark contract, add that to a Zaire Williams contract, plus sweeten it with, with a first round yeah. uh, pick or two to get somebody that can play on this team, man. But that's, that's what's going to happen. That's, right that's the result of, of the bad decision making they've made over the past two years. Yeah, like I, do you y'all think, disturbing my peace, man? I'm not I, I think you nailed it though. Yeah, what's wrong right now? Yeah, well there there is no right peace. There. there ain't no peace at all, man. There is no peace. It's right not now. fun to talk about though. Ain't none at all, man. But you know, might as well eat some dead food now. It's the, better. It's easier to check out right but now. But yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes the most productive discussions are the hardest ones to have. It's real, man. Write that down. And I think, like, I, what I do, <laughs> what I do wonder is like, how will the Grizzlies, if at all, change their process? Well, they have to change it. Like, do they think that is my question? It's the right next, in front of their eyes. The next the, few months are, are Do they not give you the vibes of, like, smartest guy in the room, though? Well, thinking they are, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they, and they had all right to be. Like, you're, you're talking about a run where these guys their record were, was good. They were nailing everything. Their record was good. And they were uh, Not only were they nailing draft picks, but they were making a lot of smart trades around the edges that were giving them draft capital. But they've done nothing with it, though. Like, right now, to this day, we have Marcus Smart on the team. Who I think Marcus Smart is a great player. I think right. he's going to be even better when Jock is here. Yep. When he gets back healthy. But we traded that Golden State Warriors yes. pick for next year. Very valuable. 
And I don't know what the Warriors are looking like this year. I mean, but I'm just saying that, that they're almost looking like a team that might be about to, you know, go in some type of transition their own selves. But that you you that's the only trade you really made where you have given up first round picks, and you're just like, okay, that's your, the jury. Yeah, row, the, the jury is still out on it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, they they've got to be they. It's crucial. Like if they they can't just. It just can't be okay. Bismack is playing good ball. Yep. Let's wave Kenneth Lofton or whatever we're doing. Yep. And just take this team the rest of the season. If you're if you're serious about not just this year, man. If you're saying okay, this is just a a hell, uh, you know, a year, nightmare year, whatever. Let's just get through this season because you're gonna get Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark back. Cool, that's fine. Yep. But you don't have NBA caliber wings on this team that can that can compete at the next level. And you look at guys like a Kelly Oubre because I was the main guy. Like man. Whatever, because uh, I'm not tripping about the Kelly Oubre thing, man, because I knew they weren't going to make those type of moves. Right. But they should have made those type of moves, man. You got guys like Kelly Oubre who are out there. You got the, who's the other guy the Lakers signed that starts this uh, sm- uh, small four for them? The dude with the dreadlocks. Um, not yeah, Prince. Yeah, you got the Prince dude. He was a free agent target. Yep. Prince got dreads. Washington Wizards were, like, giving away Roy, uh, Roy Hachimura last year. Like, they gave him away. There were so many moves around around the edges where you could have gotten guys who can play basketball, man, instead of just going all in on development, especially when you knew that you weren't getting Dylan Brooks back uh, this year. You knew the whole season because they tried to negotiate a contract with him at the beginning of the year. They tried to trade him all last year, and they knew that he wasn't going to be back. They should have made moves to try to get more wings with size instead of depending on these guys who were not NBA players. Zaire Williams, not an NBA player. Jake LaRavia, not an NBA player. David Ryder, God bless you. You're a tenth man. You're not a six yeah, seven he's, man. He's a, he's like how we're having team. to use him. He's, I mean, he's finding those type of roles. But you're talking about a guy that's a six four, almost better as a four three than he is as a three four. They try to play him at shooting guard. Some he's not that. He's not really a wing either. He's 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 the way that you should have been using Dylan Brooks in the past. He's like a small ball four, and Houston is using Dylan Brooks as a small ball four, and it freaking works. Like it's. Just simple stuff, man, over the years that we've done that have been mistakes that are just coming back to bite us this year. And I don't know what this season is going to be. Like I said earlier, it could be a really fun ride where you're going crazy from uh, you know December until May, or it could be even more frustrating, but we'll see. If Dylan Brooks was sitting right here and he told you instead of Chris Mannix, uh, man, saying they scapegoated me, what, what would you say I would back say, to him? Dylan, get the hell up out of here with it. I mean, he's, I thought so. he's got – he's the same guy who – I love him to death, but he's yeah, crazy. Yeah, like he's, but he's that, crazy. that take is just bad because it's like – Dylan, you did a lot to kind of hang yourself out there, and then refuse to talk to the media. Yes, all these type of things didn't want to. Didn't want to. You know, you were talking to noise, but you didn't want to answer any questions about the stuff. You hung yourself out there, and plus, I'm sure the Grizzlies all season long were like, "Bro, kill, kill the noise, kill this." Dylan Brooks made last year about him, like he's made the last few years about him, and it's paying off for him. He's got a new start. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's. He's got a new start. He got he's got the 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 contract he wanted, and that's cool. But acting like you know the Grizzlies didn't give him ample opportunity to do his thing here, like stop, man. And shout out to Sharon Brown. She put out a, another quote from the story. It talks about how, how he was like, um, that should have been the focal point. Yeah, he should have been the focal point of the which team. Is like, madness. Yeah, man. Like I said, there there. I said one of the things last week that I think ruined Dylan's time here and ruined his perception of his time here, and that was when they sucked really bad. And they told Dylan just go out there and do whatever for a year. Yep. I think that messed him up. And then the uh, people like pushing the campaign of why he should be starting that next year instead of Gary Temple. Then he got hurt, and then that kind of builds this mystery of, oh, oh, we had we'd have had Dylan Brooks, no, we would have been good. And he comes back the next year and he's good yep. with John and Jaron. And then that Utah Jazz it's the series, Utah series, yeah, it's like twenty six. Yeah, and it had people kind of putting them in, on this other yep. you know tier and had them definitely putting themselves another tier. I think all those things ruined Dylan, but I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's getting a new start. Uh, but if anybody can't see, man, Dylan is promoting himself. I think he's doing a great job of it. He got paid off it this summer. He did. And I think he'll start getting some type of endorsements or just get that that name. Um, you know, those type of guys stay in the league. If you create a character in the league sometimes, you know, you can you can, you can can have a very long career. So I think that uh, I don't knock anything he's doing, but I will tell him that that's BS. Like, bro, you know, you know that's not how – the whole thing went right. down. And, like, when the stuff went out, went they down about – They were defending him yeah. even when he was playing bad and everything else. Yeah, and when the stuff went down with the whole uh, he's not coming back here on the inner means, like, we know they didn't come from the Grizzlies. And, you know, one of the rumors is that it actually came from Dylan's camp. Like, it wasn't the Grizzlies saying that at all. So, right. bro, don't – don't do not do that, man. Don't, 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 try don't to twist use, history. Yeah, don't use – don't try to use media narratives to spin a point 
when the when the media are the people who really created all these narratives against you in the first place. So, yeah, you you, you got to be careful with that stuff. But no, I, I would tell him I'm not. Feeling you laid it out well. He's never going to fit into spot four here no. because of what he had been through here. Right. And he what saw he, and, and what he, he saw had these been dudes here yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talking. I'm part of the big three and yeah. everything else. And I average 26 against Utah. So if fitting right. in here as a four, small ball four, whatever, mm-hmm. it just wasn't gonna happen because of what he had been through. Because you, if you what remember, man, that year, that transitional year when, when you knew that you were go, you were leaving, you're losing Mark and Mike, right? And then you knew that you were about to be bad that next season. Mm-hmm. They were using Dylan and a lot of their promo stuff, like young Dylan Brooks. Yeah, they were having like big. Building size right. banners of Dylan Brooks and stuff, right? I would have felt a certain kind right, of way. Right, because he was averaging like close to 20 points a game almost, I think, his rookie year going off. And he just kind of had this cult following here. And uh, that's when all the dilly-dilly stuff was started with him and all that. And then, you know, you you started watching them draft guys. You're like, all right. He's probably thinking in his mind, all right, I know I'm better than Jaren. He's good. He's a good rookie. He's fine. Then they bring this other rookie in, John Moran. Oh, okay, all right, I'll get around this dude. Then you bring in a Desert Bane. It's like, all right, man, is it, are all these dudes better? Than me? The death <laughs> yeah. just to him, it's a constant demotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure he probably thinks, but I can do what Bane does. Like, I, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm a better defender. Like, he probably thinks that in his no head. No question. And you know for sure, man, like, when they play Houston, like, he's going to be like. All up in him and Him and Bane are going to be in each other's face, man. I think like, so. That's You're going to have to separate them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be some ugliness between them dudes. He's going to be sure. trying to get under Bane's skin. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm, I'm here for it, though, because I know Bane's not going to step down. He might not be able to match the energy. Like <laughs> Dylan might get the best of him, but but he he ain't he's not gonna, about to be intimidated by him for sure. We're talking to Anthony Sane. Catch him on the Anthony Sane Show, on Bluff City Media. Uh, Join us every Friday here on the show. Uh, man, we got we got to have a, a a civic talk, man. I want to get your, have it, bro. I want to get your perspective on uh, Top Golf and the discussion around Top Golf. Yeah, and it, why it seems like you know it is harder to have that discussion because yeah. it is so nuanced, but. Help us, help us uh, understand where you're at, uh, you know, as best you can in this, you know, obviously short segment here because we could do three hours on this thing, bro. Yeah. But where are you at on it? The city, of course, is in a bad spot. It's a lot going on. It's, it's, it's wild, man. Um, I'm still kind of – I went out Tuesday night, and they were having a um, – they did a – checking out some live music at Hernando's Hideaway, which is about, about a mile or so from where – from Turner's Table, where Alfonso Turner was murdered uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's like I was just thinking like how how we just how fast we kind of move on in life. Like this this happened down the street in the same basic neighborhood. Alfonso Turner was part of the, the musician community here in the city of Memphis. So, you know, the musicians there did a tribute to him. And it's like you just think about how sad all this stuff is, how somebody was robbed of their, you know, their fiance, father, brother, friend, local business owner. Young inspiration to so many people. A guy who's like what thirty one years old, yep. um, already owned several businesses by that young age. Um, it's depressing to see stuff like that, man. And you you want to move on as a city, you want to live as normal, but it just kind of bothers me because I'm seeing now like um, I saw Mayor Elect Paul Young put a video out on Twitter, and then you know people are saying uh, you know Harrington can fix this, and I'm like this is like we're one thing we're we're looking for. Somebody to come in, a person to come in and be a savior, for one. And then we're making things political that shouldn't be political. Like, this is our city, right? You know what I mean? Like, these kids that are out doing stuff, these teenagers that are out doing, these adults that are out doing stuff, like, they're not homeless, bro. They're going home to somebody. <laughs> like, there's a there's a mom, there's somebody they're going home to, man. So it's like, these are our kids. This is, this is our city. And we talk about it like it's something distant, um, and it's not our problem. Um... You guys know I work for United Way of the Mid South, and we're trying to start an initiative now mm-hmm. to uh, to empower fathers to get to get make fatherhood matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because in my opinion, that's a big issue, and I hate I don't really want to go here, but it, it is a real thing. There are some systemic issues that we're seeing the uh, we're seeing the after effect of a lot of systemic issues, uh, not just in this, this city but in the entire country. Man, when you're talking about lack of resources, funding. Poverty, lack of education, um, things that are uh, kind of pumped into the community as far as media, lack of nutrition, food deserts, all these type of things. You're, you're seeing bro, generations. It's, it's real. Bro. You're seeing generations and generations of this type of stuff. How yep. that's manifested, like what that looks like yep. after, um, you know, the human the human experiments that we call the projects, which is what you know this, they call it the projects for a minute, for a reason. 
that's you, you're seeing the result of those type of things just go wild and rampant in the city. And it, and it grieves me because as a father, it's like you try to raise your your son because Gabe did something horrible. I don't even know. I'll tell y'all out there. Gabe did the worst thing he's ever done in his life, man. It had me feeling down for days at the house like I'm a terrible parent. You know what I mean? But there aren't enough people who— going to make mistakes. Sometimes. Right. But there aren't enough men who— have hands on these young men in the city. Oh, well, I, it, that goes back to the erosion right. of the family right. unit. Right, and, and, and the there's so, it's almost it's like, you know, it's incentivized for mm-hmm. for dads not to be there in our community, you know what I mean? So it's like we're we're fighting an issue where it's like you see, all right, these are a bunch of, like, fatherless boys. When I say father, I mean somebody who's been an example for you. Yep. Not particularly the person who conceived you with your mom. But you're, you're seeing a lot of boys who have no accountability. There's no leadership and it's that's that's one part of it, but we also live in that same society that incentivizes those type of situations. You know what I mean? So it's it's really a tough thing um, to deal with, but we have to take the initiative, man. We have to stop being afraid of our own communities that we live in, first of all, and we have to try to find ways to. Um, I don't want to sound like I've been listening to Andre three thousand all night, but we have to find ways for peace and love to win, man. We have to kind of. And some of these kids may feel like they're too far gone, but you would be surprised how much uh, true intention to say, okay, that particular young man right there, I'm going to make sure he's he knows there's another way than what he's doing. And what is even sadder saying is that programs that have been put in place mm-hmm. to to – to mm-hmm. aid in right because you know big brother big sisters that's what i was you knew right where Which I was i'm going. still trying to gather more it's information like, i know we don't know yeah. much i mean we can they're yeah. not even returning calls but but the program's been shut down yeah and it, i mean that that's a situation where right there you're trying yeah. to put those kinds of role models mm-hmm. into spots where they're needed right. and you don't have the you know and the program is it really is getting discontinued it really sucks man. locally i pray for the leaders in this community um and it's time out for the dumb stuff man it's time out for the old harrington with Man, I, I get all that. I get what people are saying. I hear that. You know, we know that Harrington has a reputation and all that. But if, if that's the case, if you feel like Harrington is the answer for this, that's when Mayor Harrington says, okay, this is way bigger than me, bro. I don't care about an office. Let me let me, let me me share my wisdom because I'm sure that uh, Mayor-elect Paul Young will listen to him. Absolutely. If, if that's the case, if that's how you feel, like, you know, if you feel like, you know, Willie Harrington is the guy that could fix this, that's when Willie Harrington – shows his love for the city, and, and we come in as a city and as a team, and we figure this out. Because it, the t- the finger-pointing stuff is dumb. The Because um, it's, it's about to get scary, man. It's about to get scary in another way because when you start talking about bringing the military in to, to this type of stuff, what's the difference between this this black kid and this this black kid in the street if, if that type of stuff starts jumping off? So um, I'm just – I just been kind of like really like praying and meditating about stuff. I don't – um, if you know me, or if you're a friend of mine, don't send me videos of this stuff. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see more because we're we're also glamorizing so much stuff. We're almost like desensitizing ourselves to some of the crazy stuff that we share all the time. So, um, and I, I'm not really trying to take this too deep because this is uh, not what you know. You, I mean, this is what you guys' platform is about. But we just got we just got to do something as a city, man. Like we have to really kind of. Change the spirit, change the whole vibe of the whole thing it, to do our part to do that because there's so much going on that we can we're we're almost like we're almost like we're it's almost like we're not enjoying it but some people it's almost like we're we're getting off on like crime porn like almost to an extent you know what I mean because shout out to some of the aggregators or guys who recycle stuff on Instagram or whatever but it's almost like we're making that type of stuff ways to go viral at the city's expense you know what I mean so. Just, just sad, sick times we live in, man. But we, we, we are the solution, bro. We have to fix. It. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I feel, I, I, I it is a, because I, I do think there are people that are validated a little bit when they see crimes happen, and they're like, oh, I, you know, I, yeah, I told you, you know, Memphis is, is uh, and there's people who live here and ain't going nowhere too, which is crazy. You know what I mean, so that's the that's the part that really trips me out too, is that we kind of help, because I was. Um, it's this lady that I don't know who this lady is, but I, we're friends on Facebook. She lives in New York or something. And she was posting videos in her story. And she was in Memphis, Memphis for some random um, concert at the uh, Minglewood or something. Like, I, it was because I was at a show last Friday at Minglewood. I don't know who this guy was she came to see. 
And I could just, I'm just reading her story, and she's like in Memphis. She's like, I'm here, I'm here. She's going to all these places in town. And I said, uh, I said, it's so dope that you're here, like in Memphis, finding out how dope this city is. Like, I really love my city too. She was like, yeah. She was like, I hear. She said, I hear a lot of bad stuff, and people told me this about Memphis, but she's like, I don't feel any of that. She's like, I live in New York. Like, it feels like this feels a lot better than how I feel when I'm at home or whatever. Because like a lot of times we push the narratives, man. Like. And I'm not saying this against you guys, because I know y'all talked about it, other people have too. But nothing makes Top Golf exempt from anything happening, bro. Like people, people get to fighting, get to shooting, and breaking in cars literally all over the city. Like there's nothing stopping Top Golf from being in that same situation. And you know we've had we've had schools this this week that have had to go on lockdown because you know there was a somebody on the parking lot breaking in cars, and you know there might have been some gunshots fired and all those type of things. Like it's it's wild stuff happening everywhere, man. And it's like. As, uh, as a parent, like, I had it planned in my head that I was going to get Gabe and we were going to go to Tom Lee Park today after school because me and him got to have a real conversation about some stuff. I don't even know if I can do that now. Might you know. But it's just, what can you do, man? It's just, you have to, life has to go on. So, you know, we live here. So it's like, you know, yep. what, what what can you do, bro? I mean, me personally, I don't, I'm super precautious when I'm out. I don't. I don't say that I'm fearful when I go out. But I am precautious of just my environment and just making smart decisions. But we got to come up with something, man. But we have to do it. It's not we can't say, "Hey, Paul Young, go fix this," because Paul Young didn't do right. this. You know what I mean? He ain't out here. He ain't a Kia boy. He ain't a Hyundai boy. But he's the mayor of Memphis, of course. But we have to. We have to be supportive of each other and mm-hmm. whatever his plan is or the police department. We have to come together as a city to make this happen. I've been yeah. talking. Y'all, I've been answering y'all question, but it seems like about twenty minutes. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a question, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. It's sad, man. Like, I, it, I just think like the dis- it's dis- it's a shame like mm-hmm. that it's happening at time. Like that's it's just disappointing. You know, not necessarily like shocking because I mean I think if it's like it's like take the name out of it, whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like a new thing that's like supposed to like. I don't know what it represents or doesn't represent. Who the hell knows? It, yeah. may, it may mean nothing. It's just like a business, you know, at the end of yeah. the day. It doesn't have to mean, like, it's not like some status symbol that you have a top goal. Maybe once upon a time. Was. Yeah. But it's, it's like, sad, though, because, but it's like, yeah. we just kind of, uh, like, two kids got the fight in there. I mean, I mean, four kids got the fight in there, whatever. Yep. I'm like, man, people get the fight in, like, all, places like that all the time, bro. Like, main event. No matter where you are, stuff like that happens. You have bar fights yep. all over the city, but it might just be teenage black kids doing it. Like if, if that was a video of, of uh, two white, two older white guys fighting inside Top Golf, it would have been viral, but people would have been laughing. You know what I mean? Yep. But you see black teenagers and they're all oh, they about to shut it down. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just it, we have to, we have to stop, per, per, we have to stop being part of the machine that's creating uh, such negative narratives and negative. Um, you know, imagery too. So I'm, I'm not excusing nothing that people are doing, but I'm just saying fights like that happen when people are one being competitive and you're in a tight space and it's probably, they probably sell alcohol. Yep. So like that's going to happen, but we just take it and make it, Oh, you need to shut down Memphis. Like, all right, man, come on. But anyway, it's sad, but we, we have to, that's the part I'm trying to push, man. We have to, we, we can't just say, Hey mayor, go fix this. Or, right. Hey, police go fix this. Right. We've got to do our part too. Cause these are kids, man. Like these are, these are kids that are coming to somebody's house. They're going to somebody's school surrounded by adults all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yep. we have to do our part. And yeah, I'm on, I, I hate, I hate to get on these type of high horses or go on these type of rants, but I'm going to leave them though. Yeah. Frankly, I think it's what our city needs. We stop yeah. uh, separating ourselves and yeah, man. you just look at it, you know, the lack of votes in the election itself, man. you know, the fact the winner had, what, 24,000 votes. And then we'll turn around and tell that you, dude, go, go, go fix it. We're right, all, right, we're right, all worried we'll, about ourselves. We'll stand like, and watch him and say, go fix yeah. it. And then laugh and say, no, nah, I told you so. He couldn't do it. Instead of all, I don't know how we get back all, all right. on the same page. And I think, saying, I think, right, we yeah. be and I think Mayor Harrington's the type of guy that whatever strategy he had that he was bragging that nobody had but him that we never actually heard about, <laughs> if, that, that, if that's a real thing, I'm sure he's going to be the man that'll say, hey, if y'all want my wisdom, and I'm sure they will take his wisdom. I'm sure he'll be the type of guy that'll sit down in these rooms to help the city, man. If, that's if what he really cares about, about yeah, the city, exactly. like he says if, he does. If, if all the people were saying, "Oh, what Paul Young gonna do with this?" Like, it shouldn't be. A, it shouldn't be us sitting back and waiting for him to fail type thing. We need to make sure that the city wins, regardless of, of, of who's making the decision. So, yeah, well we gotta said. do it, man. It's, it's it's dark times ahead, man. Everybody, be careful. It's a lot of stuff that we do sometimes. It's just super green. Uh, 
put a club on your car, man. I'm, I'm a living witness. <laughs> Go put you a club on your car, man. I saw they're giving away some more free ones. Right. Go stop stop going out to get gas at night. Stop going out to these grocery stores. It's, hol- it's the holiday season, and people will move with a different That's level right. of desperation, man. People will do, will not care just because they want. This is the part that makes me sad. People out of desperation will do things that are heinous just so they can live a life that they really should be living anyway, just to have the same rights to see their kids smile, to see there are people who will rob you no doubt, just so they can have something to put under the tree for their kids, and just so they can be equal as, as, as feel like you feel, man. They're, these aren't just evil people doing this. I'm not saying there aren't any that do this, but sometimes out of desperation, people will do some of the most disgusting things you've ever seen. And that should be the problem, man. We all should have the right, the ability to live comfortably. Well, when you when you consider that fact, right, most of it, when you talk about, like, the violent crime, mm-hmm. most of it, not all of it, but most of it, it's like 18 to 22. Yeah. It's right? a bunch of kids for the most part. They don't even know what they don't know. They, like, it, 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 all they sort of think about mm-hmm. is, I don't have, I have to have. Right. They don't consider like uh, what the the they don't the, your brain's still not developed. Mm. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, bro. Yeah, don't get me wrong. No, like, no. But we've all been 18 to 22. No, we have. Mm. We, we were fortunate enough to where we didn't have to do that. Yeah. We didn't have to think like that, right? But I mean, we talk about you know. I, I think if you are not willing to acknowledge the institutional disadvantages that Memphis yeah. has, oh, for sure, you can't really have. You can't have a good faith discussion about mm-hmm. the situation. And it's not just to pull your pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Exactly. Man. Like you everybody can't, can't do the same thing, man. Like, I'm here you, to tell you, for, for dude, for sure. Like, you know, I, 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 I was raised. I wasn't. I, I don't. I think I was below the poverty line. My mom didn't make us feel like that. Mm-hmm. You know Mine what I'm saying? She, she, she went into credit card debt and all these things. But my mom was able to get a credit card. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like right. she was able to run up that debt. Right. You know, uh-huh. like it, it, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the facts of it. Um, and so I think when you start talking about what scares me the most, it, it's not that I think there are inherently or implicitly evil people walking around myths. I don't believe that for a right. second. Actually, I think the opposite. Right. I think what scares me the most is that there are, are, are young kids out there who have no other way mm-hmm. that didn't have a two-parent home, that didn't have a good education in high school or middle school or whatever, right? right? And they don't understand what they're doing. It, it, it hasn't it hasn't even they, they can't process the amount of pain. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.